Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where you're humble, usually happy, almost always happy. Julie, I don't think we're ever really not happy. Where I think I think it's a humble, no. humble, happy coast, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. It's a gorgeous here day here in Central sure. Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. We're going to finish up where we left off yesterday, listeners. We're going to be talking about the 20 powerful prospecting secrets. I know a lot of you are looking for this uh, information. A lot of you guys are. Uh, uh, I love the feedback we're getting on this topic. I love the fact so many of you are embracing it. Write this down, and, and then we're going to get to our first point, and Julie's got a couple emails to read. So listen, guys, today is March 1st, and I don't care if you're listening to this call and replay two months from now. Remember, right now, the last day and the first day of every month are the best days to prospect. Right now, today, in your MLS, there's a ton of expires, I promise you. Now, I'm not saying there aren't every day, but at the end of the month, at the beginning of the month, they're always the most. And bottom line is it's absolutely harvest time for you. So even if you've not perfected calling, even if you are scared shitless about calling, do it anyway. What you're looking for, the reason you got into this real estate business, the reason that you've always envisioned yourself being successful is from having the financial independence that comes from basically having a steady, consistent business. That only comes from doing consistent prospecting, guys. It's all about doing what you don't want to do when you – don't want to do it at the highest level. So for some of you, this is going to be your first foray into prospecting. We hear all the time, all the time. It's like one of our most common emails from listeners, from students. I didn't want to do it. I procrastinated. I did everything in my possible mind to you know, make it so that it didn't have to get done picking up the phone. I worked on my website. I worked on this. I did the other things, CRM, drip, email campaign. Right. Really elegant creative avoidance. And some of you, this has been going on for years. Now some of you are laughing well, because you know I'm talking. Yes? I'm talking to you. So the bottom line, guys, is you, the only way for you to break through, to have a true significant breakthrough in your business, in your personal life, is you, think, you, you accept the fact that long-term, ever-increasing success has to do is a direct correlation between doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. When you just embrace that, everything you're looking for in life not just business, not just money, as on the other side of that. Everything, guys. So please, stop resisting. And today is the perfect day to start. So, Julie, we've got some great emails, and we're going to get to our points. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So I don't have a lot of detail on this. They signed off as Loyal, which we'll always appreciate, and wrote – Jules. Oh, that is his name. Okay. I just didn't have the last name on there. No worries. Well, that's a great name, by the way. I like it. It is. Very positive. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Loyal writes, Hi, Tim. I'm enjoying listening to the podcast. Just so you know, I'm working on getting my real estate license. I'm in the studying phase, and I'm absolutely uh, tearing up the material and making my book look so worn down. (laughs) I take that as a good sign. I'm planning for success, and your podcast helps very much. Now on to my question. Suppose that you're on the phone with someone for a potential listing. You're asking the pre-qualifying questions, but the responses you're getting are not what you're looking for. What do you say to them to turn them down? Thanks in advance from Loyal. So how would you respond okay, to that? So to me, first of all, kudos for using a pre-qualification script because many agents don't well, bother to. But assuming you are and you're not getting the answers you want, how do you handle it? 
Okay, so he's not an active agent yet. He's still working on his license. I know probably about 20% of our listeners, and I'm thrilled that you guys are actually figuring it out before you get your licenses. That's really exciting. So here's the thing, Lil, and I know that this is, this is not the advice I'm going to give you a year from now after you've had your real estate license, but for now, the answer is you go on every single appointment and you take every single opportunity. That's it. You do not say no to anybody. You're not allowed. You pre-qualify them. You understand what their motivation is. But when Julie and I give our dissertations on basically what a half-to-sell seller is, you can have that in your mind, but you do not use that as your excuse not to take a listing. And here's the reason why, or go on appointment, because new agents – are always over-qualifying their appointments so that they don't have to go. So they're looking for excuses. I know, guys, it's counterintuitive, but it's normal behavior. We see it all the time. Oh, no, I can't go on that appointment. That seller didn't meet my ridiculously high criterion for whom I'm going to be uh, you know, presenting to. Don't think like that. As a new agent, well, I want you in the field. I want you up to bat as often as you can. Even if you find you're wasting your time, it doesn't matter it, because at the end of the day, it's the experience that counts. And the more up to bat you get, the more the higher probability you have of being successful. So yes, understand conceptually what the difference between a have to and a want to seller is, but you do not apply that when you get your real estate license. You just you go after everything. That's your rule. Okay. Now, like I said, a year from now we can talk again. But at this point, you have to build momentum. Momentum comes from massive action. Massive action comes from just moving forward, not stopping to slow down and analyze and think about it and decide whether or not what your next step is going to be. No, you move forward. You just go absolutely nutty moving forward. Don't worry about being having passion for what you're doing, guys. Just be obsessed with the results. So forget passion. Focus on obsession, okay? So hopefully that answers your question well. Julie, do you have any other emails? Uh, I just wanted to do kind of a general uh, shout-out to all of our great Facebook members. This is our private Facebook group for our Premier and uh, Breakthrough Coaching members. A lot of them are sharing their pre-listing packages. They're sharing their office setup. I threw out a challenge to our Premier members, Tim. I don't think I told you about this, but the before and after pictures. We were talking about office environment and prospecting environment a few podcasts ago. We also talked about that in Premier Coaching, and I threw out that challenge before and after pictures. So there's a lot of great examples of how how they're using the wipe-off boards, dream boards, keeping yourselves motivated. A lot of you have shared what we call your brain book, where you're keeping all of your notes on your leads and your lead follow-up in an organized fashion, and you're not just you know, writing it on your hand one day and a napkin the next day and maybe a three-by-five card, and then maybe you feel inspired to use Top Producer today. No, you guys are getting very organized, and I find the more you keep that in alignment, and especially the wipe-off boards where you see exactly the snapshot, the visual snapshot of what's actually happening in your practice, miraculously, you tend to do more business that way. So I'm proud of all of you guys for taking action. Just wanted to do it kind of a general Facebook member shout out as well as to my premier clients. Back to you. And you know, guys, um, in some parts of the country, I know that you're, you know, dealing with a slowing real estate market, but a vast majority of the country, it's a really hot seller's market. It's been for quite a while, and really based on what we're seeing in the economy overall, it seems that this year might be a really another fantastic year for real estate. So no matter what's going on in your market, you've got to basically be drilling down. Stay focused. There was a, I got an email, Julie, I didn't tell you about this, from one of hmm. our longtime clients, and he told me that he got a call from one of the hedge funds he just worked with, and the hedge funds didn't huh. define how many, a bunch, but they said they're going to list a bunch of houses with them. And these houses were in L.A., Right? Yes, I know. Excellent. So he's about to get very interesting. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't know if a bunch is six or if it's sixty yet, but it's it's more than one. Um, so I asked him to ask them why they're selling. 
And he told me that these were mortgages that were held by Deutsche Bank, and they were 10-year adjustable rate mortgages. That's who the, what the consumers were. Wow. So long story short, they're putting these houses for sale now. Um, and that means they're going to be booting out the people that have been in these houses. You guys following me? So what you're seeing is you're going to start seeing some of these hedge funds start to dump some of these assets that they bought up during the recession. And we're going to see an increase in inventory help. You know, I think that in a lot of your markets is going to start showing up in probably third or fourth quarter. Unfortunately, not any sooner. That is the first largest indication I've had for many of our frontline deployed uh, clients that the market is, you know, the hedge funds are going to start selling. I've been waiting for it. You guys have been waiting for it. I've just given you a little window into the future. If they're doing that in LA, they're going to be probably looking to do the same things in the rest of the country. And if this one hedge fund is looking to do it, you can pretty much assume that they're all going to be looking to do it as well. Why? Because they're cashing in on this real estate market. That's, of course, what they're doing. And uh, so there you go. So look for those tipping points. Look for increases well, in noise as a you know, they're not the only ones with 10-year adjustables either. I'm sure there's more where that came from, right? So that's right. very interesting. What was happening 10 years ago, you know, we were getting into this. Those those loans are out there, and a lot of people can't refinance. So what happens to those? Very interesting early warning sign. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yep, and so Premier Coaching, we obviously have you guys, well, I shouldn't say obviously, some of you don't know, we do have modules on Premier Coaching that deal specifically with short sales, REOs, and BPOs. We have that information there for you because in some of your markets, you're going to be looking in the MLS, or rather, you're going to be looking in the notice of defaults, and you're going to see, well, this is interesting. What Tim and Julie have been telling me is true. I'm starting to see an increase in notice of defaults, so that gives you a little window into the future, and you're better prepared to take advantage of that. And you can be one of those agents that has a lot of REOs in your individual markets. Guys, of course the pendulum is going to swing. Of course it's going to change. Of course, of course. Your goal is to understand that you can make money. You can be incredibly successful helping folks no matter what direction the market goes. I realize that most of you think you can only be successful when the market is going up. When everybody's, oh yes, it's wonderful, you know, stock market again today, all-time high. All these wonderful things are happening. You know, whatever, whatever. Guys, everyone makes money in a market like that. That's the easy time to make market. Make money in a market because what it does is when you know when things are rising like they are now, it compensates for people that don't have a high skill set. But as soon as the market starts to pivot, as soon as listing agents need to know how to basically price houses really well in a declining market, as soon as listing agents need to know how to have those coming to decent sessions with their sellers and telling them how to lower their prices, all those types of things create opportunity for skilled agents. So. Your job is to be ready no matter what direction your market is going. And even if you're experiencing what feels like an insanely hot seller's market, you guys know if you've been in the business for any amount of time at all, those things change. And when they do, they change quick. So balance out what you're thinking about and make sure you're studying all the information that's on uh, the Premier Coaching Program so you're prepared for whatever might come your way. And look for the little indications, the early warning signs that things might be changing. I do not see any sort of massive decline in any of the markets where we have clients, which is basically all the major real estate markets in the country. I have seen nothing that would lead me to believe there's going to be a precipitous drop. Nothing, not a single thing. This, uh, this indication that I just told you guys about from this one particular hedge fund, that is the first real sign I've seen that maybe the hedge funds are going to start selling. And that's not a bad thing because it will create more inventory for all of you, more reasons to be excited. So, Julie, let's pick up right where we left off yesterday. Yes, indeed. So point number 12, have a dedicated prospecting area. There's a lot to this point, actually, and I put it all in one point for this show because we did an entire dedicated show to your prospecting environment. But just as a reminder, point number 12, have a dedicated prospecting area that includes a standing desk, a headset, 
wireless phone, scripts on your wall, goals from your treasure map, pictures of things that motivate you, and a mirror. So if you're missing any of those things, it can actually kind of throw you off. So let's say you don't know where your scripts are or you keep them in 14 different places in your office. Put them on the wall. You'll never have to look for them again. What about your goals, especially on days where, let's just say, you don't feel like doing what you don't want to do and, you know, you're probably not going to do it at a high level unless your goals are in front of you getting you into action. Dedicated prospecting area. That doesn't mean driving around when you're stuck on, in traffic and you feel like doing it. It's actually your, I call it your prospecting shrine. This is, you know, where you actually do your business. I think, Tim, you posted a picture of a great standing desk example on the Facebook page a few days ago. A headset, wireless phone, all these things are critical to your success so that, you know, maybe you're totally feeling your scripts and, you know, it's a rock star day for your motivation, but your phone stinks. I got news for you guys. Not everybody's going to tell you. Your prospects are not going to say, hey, you know what, you sound like you're talking from underwater in a cave. Make sure that you know that all of your equipment is fully functional and you are ready to rumble. Anything you'd add to that, Tim? I mean, environment may no. really makes a big difference in success. Well, it does. Okay. And the problem that a problem a lot of the agents have is they're afraid to throw shit out. They keep too many old files. They yeah. keep too many old awards, old plaques. They have a lot of mishmash on their walls. Guys, your your office, your work environment, honestly, it's just it should be almost like going to church. Okay, you know when you walk into church. Yeah where it just feels like you're in some sort of almost like strain. It's an ordinary building on the outside, but then as soon as you walk in, there's this overwhelming environment. Even if you've never been to church, walk into a church. I remember when Julie and I were in Rome, and we walked into the Vatican. Okay, obviously the Vatican, Vatican City is gorgeous, but when you walk into the actual Vatican, you walk in there, you, you, your mind is just like, you, you stop thinking. It's so extraordinary. That's what I want your prospecting environment to be like. I want it so that when you guys walk in there, the only thing that you're focused on is getting on the phone, doing your work, staying motivated, staying focused, um, and then accomplishing your goals. Guys, please understand every single day, it's like going down in a coal mine. That's what work is supposed to be. It can be fun occasionally, but I want you to have the visualization. You're going to put on your coal miner's hat, the little light on it. You're going to grab your bucket. You're going to grab your pickaxe, and you're going to go down there. And you cannot come out of the coal mine until you actually fill your bucket full of coal. Now, what some of you guys do is you go down, and you just look for that vein of gold, and you never bother to fill your bucket up with coal. So when you come up at the end of the day, you've got nothing to show for it. Those are the agents who basically look for the easy button, who are looking for the shortcut. Those are the ones that are down in the coal mine. Even though they're surrounded by coal, they could be picking off to put in that bucket. They're going to waste all their time looking for that little vein of gold, the one little thing. Don't be like that. Be the agent that does their work every single day, no matter how they feel, right? That's the focus, guys, is, again, doing your work every single day. The repetitious boredom always pays off. That's it, and that should be yet another thing to post in your office. Repetitious boredom pays off. So many of you have posted on Facebook your pictures of my product is profit, so you can add this one to your postings. We like to decorate your offices for you if you guys haven't noticed. So point number 13, have a prospecting ritual. Prospect every day at the same time as if it is as important as a listing presentation. This is a major mindset issue. You guys generally don't reschedule your listing appointments. You take that pretty seriously. You even turn your cell phone off while you're in front of a seller, don't you? At least I hope you do. So why do you not take your prospecting as seriously as you do some of your other appointments? It is affecting your profitability. 
So once you get clear that it is your primary job to create new business, put it in your schedule as if it is a critical appointment because guess what? It actually is. And when you take it that seriously, you will soon see, see your income and your profitability reflect that. So point number 14 Practice a media-free morning to keep your mind clear. Now, this comes up from time to time on our podcast. Tim, can you just give them a couple of reminders on exactly what do we mean by a media-free morning? This is obviously a very critical thing for a lot of you guys on your journey is that you essentially just take the action, and then you'll notice that the emotion will follow like everything else in life, right? So here's the action, and I'll tell you what will happen as a result of you taking this action. To completely and totally shut off all media in, in the morning. If, you know, ideally all day, but in the morning. That means no Facebook. That means no Twitter. That means no news. That means no radio. That means no anything. Absolutely nothing on the cable TV shows. No MSNBC, no CNN, no Fox, no nothing. Completely and totally isolate yourself. Make it so that when you wake up in the morning, you're waking up in a totally media-free environment. Some of us have gotten so addicted to media that we think we will die without it. It's like, you know, some of us actually believe it's almost like air and oxygen food. If we don't have it, we're going to die. Here's the flip side to it, guys. When you are media-free, what you'll start to experience, first of all, you're going to notice you're going to go through withdrawal symptoms. You're going to worry that you're missing something. Do it just for an hour today and watch. You're going to worry that you're missing something. You're going to worry that maybe something's getting by you. You're going to worry that, you know, the world's coming to an end and no one, nobody sent you a text, okay? I mean, these are all the things that our ego is going to try to manifest, fear of being disconnected. Be disconnected. That's what you have to do if you're really going to get control of your mindset. Otherwise, what's going to happen is these media outlets, and I mean all media outlets, guys, they're going to do things that are going to adversely affect your ability to think positively and get the results that you want in life. They're going to tell you things that are going to make you scared. They're going to tell you things that are going to make you feel less ambitious. They're going to tell you things so that they can get you addicted to more bad news. Because we all know, or at least you should know, or maybe you're learning it for the first time right now, that psychologically what happens is when we hear bad news, we get a little endorphin hit. When we hear anybody say, have you heard? Like just by saying that, notice how your state had changed inside. That's from a little adrenal hit that comes from basically your ego. So you get addicted to it. So the more you find yourself looking, searching out bad news, the more you're going to find you're giving, you're kind of closing this loop. You're getting this little chemical hit of energy every time you get this bad news, but it's bad. It will adversely affect your ability to accomplish anything in life, let alone be financially successful. So I incredibly strongly encourage all of you to have at least media-free mornings. Don't have any of that crap in the morning. And then do yourself a favor and have media-free nights. Look, watch something on HBO. I mean, Julie and I are watching reruns of this great series on uh, Queen Victoria. I mean, that's really interesting, kind of boring, but interesting stuff, right? So that's the type of thing that won't cloud your mind, won't make it so that you guys are ineffective when you go to work the, the next day. And then what happens is after you've gone through this, you know, the habit of breaking yourself free of media, Media, then you'll start to feel more optimistic. Then you're really literally going to start to feel more present. You're going to start to feel happy, excited. The things that stressed you out before won't stress you out. I'm not saying they won't be stressful, but they won't get the better of you. That's the power of going media-free. And I tell, I'm telling you guys, go media-free on everything. They talk about fake news. It's all fake news. And I'm not being political when I say that. It is. It's all garbage. Just ignore it. If something really important or critical happens, you're going to hear about it. So just purge yourself of it so you can let let the highest and truest version of you you know arise and not have this omnipresent feeling of you know 
depression and despair cast a thick blanket over your, your capabilities. Julie, does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. It's funny you mentioned Victoria, too, because one of the things that I like to watch and read, I was just talking to, uh, to one of our clients about this, was uh, historic figures, certainly for the sake of the biography, just because it's interesting, but also historic homes, right? Versailles was a great show. Um, the Tudors highlighted some awesome castles. All of those, you know, there's some great PBS stuff where you can pick up just silly housing trivia where you never know where it's going to come out of your mouth on a listing presentation, right, or on a prospecting call. So I just think it's interesting, and it's always fun to actually put into your mind what you want in it instead of, you know, not having a media-free morning. So huge point there. Point number 15, have accountability partners who are doing more production than you are. This is always a slippery slope. You guys ask for accountability partners, and then sometimes you don't show up to the appointment with your accountability partner, thus negating the whole point. So if you're going to commit to it, be a good accountability partner yourself, set an example, and ideally be partners with somebody doing more than you. That always helps. Otherwise, you could get stuck doing, you know, unpaid coaching to somebody coming up that's just, you know, kind of using you to try and stay motivated. So be careful with that. Sometimes we will hook you guys up with each other. Facebook, you guys are finding each other for accountability. That's fine, too. And by the way, they don't have to be in real estate. They could be in a completely unrelated field. They're just driven, motivated, and have goals like you do. Point number 16, actually track your results. Your goal should be a 10 to 1 ratio of calls made to appointments set. That will force you to be calling more in the categories of people who actually have a house to sell, who are more likely to list, that kind of thing. So track your results. I mean, you guys should know that when you just do random, just listed, just sold calls, it's going to take a lot more calls in that category to set your next appointment versus calling, say, 10 expireds, especially, by the way, when the month is changing. Just saying. Okay. Point number 17, do not delegate your prospecting to a virtual assistant, a personal assistant, or to your buyer's agent. Your number one job as a professional salesperson is simply to set appointments. You've got to get clear that your number one job is to set appointments through lead follow-up and prospecting. I don't care how beautiful your listing presentation and your pre-listing package are. Well, I do care. But it matters less if you have no one to share them with. Lead generation is your job. Get it in your schedule to reflect that. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? I think I'm being fairly clear. Nope. You're doing, you're doing right. good. Stay focused. Let's get these. We have two more, two more points. Yes, Let's do what more. we promised and get them all 20 yep. today. Go ahead. You got it. Point number 18, never end the day with leads you haven't followed up on. That's straight out of our 18 relentless lead follow-up rules that our premier students are very familiar with. Never end the day with leads you haven't followed up on. Agents who prospect daily always have an abundance of leads. Sift and sort and set appointments. Remember, when you generate lots of business, you don't have to tolerate poor quality business. Point number 19, and Tim, you touched on this a little bit, stop over-pre-qualifying. You mentioned that new agents generally are worse on this because they're not, they don't have a sense yet of what's pre-qualifying and over-pre-qualifying. But in general, agents do this too. Don't make stories up about a house or a prospect or a situation. Just pick up the phone and ask questions to find out what the, quote, real truth is versus what you may have made up in your head. You guys even do this on lead them because they texted me. I'll only email them because they emailed me and they didn't email me back so they must not be interested. Well, how about this? Maybe they didn't even get your email, right? Call using scripts, ask great questions to find out what's actually happening. So end the over-pre-qualifying story making up. It's just creative avoidance. When in doubt, and this is, you know, even for more grizzled veterans, if you're not sure you should go out or not, 
motivation is definitely the best criteria, but go anyway for the experience with buyers and sellers. Okay, point number 20, embrace the fact that this prospecting is the fuel for the engine you're building and keep that tank full at all times. Nothing else matters in your business if your lead generation or prospecting is weak. That's why we spend so much time talking to you about spokes in the wheel. Prospecting is the fuel for the engine of your business. Weak on that, you're not going very fast, very far ever. So if it means you post something in your office that says, you know, that uh, repetitious boredom pays off, we know that sometimes it's boring. We know that prospecting sucks sometimes. It's normal. That's why we call it work, and we don't call it vacation. Any parting thoughts you'd like to leave with them, Tim? We made it through our 20 points. The topic was prospecting rules, 20 rules to live by. And it took us, I think, three podcasts to get there because there's a lot to this. We talked about scripts, the best time to call. We talked about having appointment obsession versus contactitis. We talked about our favorite spokes. Really, my goal on this podcast series, Tim, was to remove all of their excuses, objections, and creative avoidance. Um, So, guys, listen, bottom line, some of you are listening right now, maybe for the first time. You're saying, what do I do with this information? This is what I've been looking for. This resonates with me. I kind of understand now what Tim and Julie have been talking about, about the futility of buying leads, how I've been wasting money, how I've been basically, you know, essentially in the middle of an ocean without a sail or without a paddle, and now I'm starting to feel like I can have control and I can finally go in the direction I want to go and you don't know what next to do. So here it is. Just ask for a free coaching call, guys. Come on now. It's for you. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Free coaching calls for agents.com. If you're on our website, just simply fill out that form that's right there in front of you, and you also get those six free books. Either way, free coaching calls for agents.com, or if you fill out the form that's right on the website, you get the books for free. That's the name of the books. Are, and now, look, they're on Amazon. You can go buy them if you'd like. I don't know why you would because I'm going to give them to you for free. Um, and the, the two that I hear the most positive feedback on are Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and uh, Real Estate Treasure Map. And the Real Estate Treasure Map is the fill-in-the-blank business plan with kind of a fancy name. Uh, so that is then going to entitle you, once you fill out that form, you get the books, that's going to entitle you to a, another free, no-cost obligation to you, call with one of our new member coaches. They're going to help you get started on the Real Estate Treasure Map. This is our service to the real estate community. This is our way of saying thank you for making this the number one podcast for the real estate agents. Uh, for As far as I know, we're number one by a huge margin. So guys, look, continue to move forward. This is the best time of your careers, maybe the best time of your lives. This is your right place at the right time moment that some of you have been searching for, dreaming about, swearing that once you are at the right place at the right time, you know intuitively you're going to take action. It's now. It's not later. It wasn't 10 years from now. It's not any other time than now. Right now is the right time and is the right place at the right time. You must be taking the actions necessary. If you're not sure what to do, I just gave you your solution. Free coaching calls for agents.com or just fill out the form right there on the website and we will follow up. We'll give you a coaching call. We'll get you going in the right direction. Guys, look, if you need us for anything, at any time, as a lot of you guys do, email Julie directly, julie at timandjulieharris.com or you can email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com. Guys, I like, you know, the... um, don't worry about having passion. Have obsession. That's the thought I'm going to give. I'm going to leave uh, with you today. Don't look for passion. Passion is a fleeting emotion. Be obsessed. Be obsessed with the results that come from you being the best version of you. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.